This is Seconds Out. Delighted to be joined by Clarissa Shields. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Good to hear it. You were due to be fighting in your hometown this weekend, so I'm guessing it's quite a bittersweet for you at the moment. Sweet as in. Well, the fact that you were going to be headlining your hometown is pretty sweet, but obviously it's not happening because of the lockdown. Presumably it's still going to be rescheduled. Yeah, it's going to be rescheduled, but um, I mean, I feel regular, but I'm not disappointed. Um, I know the situation that the world is going through with COVID-19, so, you know, it is what it is. But I would have I would have enjoyed fighting this weekend in front of my hometown. We're, we're still trying to make it happen, but um, I think they're talking about my next fight. We may fight without a crowd, and we will not fight without a crowd here in Flint, so probably go somewhere else for that fight. Okay, what what does it mean to you, assuming it is rescheduled for Flint, to be headlining in your hometown for the first time as a pro? I didn't mean everything. You know, I think that um, I fought a bunch of times in Detroit, but, um, you know, while I'm, you know, the best woman fighter ever right now, I want to be able to show Flint that, you know, that we can become something, no matter that we're from Flint or no matter about the water crisis, we're still, you know, we still can become successful and great people. So um, that's what I strive to do. I wanted to ask you, you said just now, best woman fighter ever. You're a double Olympic gold medalist. You've won world titles at three different weights, undisputed at middleweight as well. You're still only 25. You only turned 25 in March. What do you, where do you find your motivation? What are the things you still want to achieve? I want to achieve everything. You know, I want to be the first world. I want to be the first person to be able to have, to be undisputed in two different weight classes. That hasn't happened yet. Um, the last time it happened... It was back in the three belt era with Evander Holyfield when he was um, he was well he was the undisputed champion at cruiser and undisputed at heavyweight. So in the four belt era, there has never been a fighter to be undisputed into this weight class. So uh, that's my goal now, and uh, that's why I'm going to fight Marie Eve DeCare and uh, possibly rematch at Hannah Gabriel's. <laughs> Are you concerned at all that there may not be the quality of competition necessary to really enhance your legacy even further? Because you're fighting world champions, but you're proving to be, you know, clearly superior to them. Not close fights. I mean, you're just proving that I'm ahead of my time. I'm better than all them girls. Turn it down. Yeah, it just proven that I'm better than all those girls. That those girls aren't, you know, what everybody says they're cracked up to be. Like, I'm in a different league because of how I train, my experience, and the things that I've done. So, if you expect me again, you if people think that I'm going to have a better legacy, if I have a fight and go to war and toe to toe with a girl, um, they're just going to be wanting that fight for a very long time because I strategically plan for all my fights and I continue to get better and stronger and faster and just get smarter. And I don't I don't get paid enough to go inside the ring and have a full blown out war. And to go in there and just not think and just go to war with like people want to give props for fights like that when it's like fights like that don't help your career. I'm sure something you'd like to achieve though is to be in like a female super fight, a pay-per-view fight headlined by two women. Is the competition there for you to do that? Do you see anyone out there who could be your opposition in something like that? I mean, I see some girls coming up who may be able to do something, who may be able to. But it's all about it's all about them at that point. You know, it's 
I'm always ready for a fight. I'm always going to bring the action. You know, I'm always going to come in, you know, let my hands go and come in there and ready to dominate and to fight for fight for what's mine. But um, there is going to be fights out there. Like I said, we have an option with Layla Ali. I feel like me and, uh, me and, uh, me and Hannah Gabriels too could be a pay-per-view fight because our first fight was. Um, I think that me and Franchine Cruz in the in the future can be a um, fight main event pay per view because she's champion at 168. I'm undisputed at 160, and we fought each other already. But I mean, that was my toughest fight so far as far as in my pro career. Um, me and Cecilia Brockes, you know, if she gets any hard to come to 154, and you know, or or if I have to drag my weight down to 147 to make that happen. But there's plenty of pay per view fights. Just all about if the networks are willing to put those fights on. That's all. How easy, and that's probably the wrong word, but would it be for you to make 147? That looks a big ask. It's not easy at all. Making 154 is not easy. And making 160 the first time wasn't easy as I started my career at 168. It just takes sacrifice, and that's something that I'm good at doing. I'm good at sacrificing. I'm good at uh, having a lot of discipline, you know, when it, like, comes to achieving a goal. So if I tell myself, hey, we're going to get to 47. I'll do it strategically and give myself enough time. And also I have a great new, I have a great nutrition team, perfecting athletes who are, you know, on me 24 seven, you know, making sure that I'm where I want to be. It's not even about where they want me to be. If I tell them, Hey, I don't want to, you know, get over 175 while I'm out of camp. They'll send me a schedule of how to eat, how to drink and, you know, everything else on how to keep my weight down. And all I do is just listen. And that's how it works. Fight that gets talked about quite a lot, certainly in the UK, is between yourself and Savannah Marshall. Who I don't know why they're talking about that for. <laughs> Dominantly because, well, her team talks about it, for one thing. But also the fact that she is the last woman officially to beat you in the amateurs a long time. She's the only woman. That's the thing. They talk about the last woman, which was eight years ago eight now. Years. You know, and I don't know how somebody can live off a win that happened eight years ago. And um, I just feel like if she was so, so great, right, and if she was able to beat me, you know, she would be a two-time Olympic gold medalist as we both in the Olympics together. She would be the two-time amateur world champion as we're both in, in the world championships together. I have four gold medals over her already. And now we add in not just the gold medals, but the world titles. Like, if, if you really say that you're a threat to me, how do you how do you let me become a three-time division world champ in 10 fights? How? How? Like, where were you at? Where was your, you know, where was your grit to say, oh, no, I'm going to prove to the world that, you know, she's not that great. She was nowhere to be found. Now that I'm a three-time division world champion and I'm and everybody giving me my props, now they want to kind of use my name to help build up Savannah Marshall, which I have no problem with that. But tell the truth that you can't beat me. You did beat me, but you didn't knock me out in the amateurs. She won on a score system 14 points to eight. I, and people be like, oh, well, she, well, it was her only loss. She had to lose by knockout. No, I lost by six points <laughs> in a fight where we fought in China, getting ready for the London Olympics. And everybody from the London team made it to the Olympics 2012. 
So I and I was scoring 30, 30 points every fight, 28 points every fight. And then for this fight, I only scored eight. I did the same thing I did to her to the rest of the girls. She just was better at holding. She was better at covering up. And the only time I feel like she had success in our fight was, was the last round because I was completely frustrated. Because I had winner, I was giving my all, I was landing shots. And I remember having her in the corner. I was one two in her. And she covered up and she stopped punching back. And the ref broke us up. I thought the ref was giving her an eight count. The ref was breaking us up to get her back to the center of the ring where I didn't want to be at because I was five eight at the time. And I had, and she was super tall. So I had to, I thought they were giving her an eight count. But the last round, I just came just just charging and trying to trying to knock her out because I was down, I believe, four or five points on a on a on the scorecards. And um I had felt like I was outworking her, but I wasn't getting any points. So once the you know last round came and said, Hey, you down three points, I was like, Oh my God. Okay. So I just kind of went crazy, and that's where she kind of was moving and landing jazz, and I could see how she won the last round, but the first three rounds were highly competitive and um whenever i rewatch the fight because i have it on my computer i always look at it and i'm like it's just no way i lost this fight but do i go around saying that i got robbed nope i take it as a loss and i let that motivate me to work harder be better and to show the world that i'm not a fluke i won 2012 olympic gold medal 2016 olympic gold medal 2014 world championships 2016 World Championship, and I won a Pan American Dance. Not up on top of that. Not only was I a great amateur, now I'm pro and I'm doing everything. I just feel like for 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 me and her to be a great pay per view fight, Savannah Marshall needs to build herself up in that way. And I'm not talking about becoming a champion at 175. At 175 in the women's division, there's three girls or two. At 168, you have a load of girls. 160, there's more girls. 154, even more. So it's like she's going to the weakest weight class to become a world champion just to say, oh, now I'm a world champion. Fight against the champions at 168. Make your mark. And stop just trying to say, oh, I beat Clarissa Shields. That is my mark. You beat me eight years ago. I'm 25. I was 17. I was a kid. You didn't beat me after I became Olympic champ or two-time Olympic gold medalist. You beat the 17-year-old Clarissa, you didn't beat the 25-year-old Clarissa, who's a three-time division world champion, two-time Olympic champ. All that stuff I just said, you didn't beat that person. So when so when, so when her team, you know, is saying, oh, this and that, I already told her team, I'll fight against Savannah Marshall in the UK. <laughs> I'll go over to the UK and smoke her in front of her whole family, friends, fans, her whole country. I'll smoke her in the UK. All she got to do is sign a contract. Sign a contract, I smoke her. She knows that. And when we were face to face, we got interviewed together. And I can, I, oh my, I felt the fear coming off of her. She she got so used to saying she can beat me that when she said it in person, I looked at her doing an interview and I said, No, you, I said, No, you can't beat me. No, you can't. And and you know you can't. I'm like, you beat me when I was 17. Seven years ago. Well, I was I was 24, so seven years ago. Now it's eight. I said, you beat. I'm like, yeah, stop it. No, like, no, you can't beat me. That's why your team wanted you to have 15 fights before me and you got in the ring. That's what her team said. I think Peter Fury 
or or somebody she worked with, Peter Fury, he's the one that was going back and forth with me on social media. And I said, look, if y'all gonna use my name to build her up, at least let the world know that me and my team already reached out to y'all about 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 making a fight. And you guys told us, oh no, we want Savannah Marshall to have 15 fights before she gets in the ring with you. All right, cool, but just know I'm not gonna wait around for her. I may be in MMA by the uh, like like by the time she get fifteen fights, I may be having a baby. I may be having a baby or something. You never know. But I'm not gonna just put my career off on hold for her. No. What's more likely to happen first? Go into MMA or you have a baby? I shit MMA. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in no hurry to go changing diapers then? No, no, I'm not. I, I like, so I love kids, but I always, I have, I kind of like have kids that make sense. Like I take care of my, of my nephew that's who's downstairs making all that noise with that game right now. Yeah. And my other nephew who's uh, two years old, he comes over here all the time. And my sister's about to have a baby next week. Uh, a freaking newborn who's a girl. And I guarantee I'm going to have her majority of the time. So. Um, I'm always having my sister kids, so they're like my kids. <laughs> auntie Clarissa, you're the favorite auntie. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> um, talking of the pound for pound kind of conversation, is there anyone out there you feel comes close to where you are? So either a Katie Taylor, a Cecilia Brackus, anyone? Katie Taylor is the most skilled, I believe. And I like just her heart. You know, she takes on any challenge. The fight with Delphine Pursuing was a very, very close one. But like I said, she went there and, you know, showed who she is. And she showed that, you know, showed she's beautiful, but she also showed, like, she's not going to back down from nobody. So that's where she gets my respect at. Cause, because she didn't have to take the fight with Delphine Pursuing. She didn't have to. But the fact that she's fought, you know, so many great people already. And now, again, um, ready to fight against Amanda Serrano. And then, could you turn it down, man? What is your problem, bro? No, so she can't. Then, then I heard um, after Amanda Serrano, she wants to fight against uh, Cecilia Brockes, <clears throat> which I think she's going to be Cecilia Brockes. I think Cecilia's like, oh, I sparred her back when we were kids. And turn it down some more. Down, 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 down. Might turn it off for me. You know, so she thinks that, oh, because her Cecilia thinks because her and Katie sparred some years ago back when I think Katie was an amateur, that, oh, she feels like she can beat her, she's stronger, she's bigger. But um, I think Katie has improved a lot. And that size doesn't matter in boxing. People always talk about, oh, because this person is bigger, they're going to win. That's not true. It's not true. Something I want to ask you about, and you're more than welcome to not comment on it if you prefer. The incident that occurred before the originally scheduled date with Ivana Habazin, and just wanted to know if you've got anything to say about that. Anything to say, like what? Well, it's about what happened, the fact that it caused the fight to be postponed, and I think there's ongoing civil proceedings. I'm not going to say about it. We fought January 10th. I beat her like I would have beat her if the fight would have happened in Flint, and uh, that was it. Fair enough. And before we let you go, Tell us what you want people to say about you when your boxing career is all said and done, when you're retired. What, what, how do you want them to describe you and your legacy? Um, when I'm all said and done boxing, I just want people to describe me as being like, you know, the greatest woman of all time, the globe, and not just 
not just inside the ring, but outside the ring, like a, like the goal of my community, the goal of standing up for women, the goal of, you know, playing a big part in why women's boxing became uh, equal to the men. You know, I'm not going to retire till you know, it's the norm for a woman to say, hey, I'm fighting for a world title on, you know, main event on whatever network and I'm making a million dollars. Like, I want that to become a normal conversation. I don't want it to be like, oh my God, she's making, I want people to be like, that I kind of helped pave the financial way for women's boxing and gave it that boost that it needed. I want to be able to prove what people say women can't do. Like they say, it's crazy. In MMA, they say that women are, oh, they, oh, they make more money because, you know, they're just better at fighting and all this stuff. And it's like better at fighting than boxers. It's about how they're promoted. It's about Dana White. You know, it's about, him making the biggest fights happen. And also, putting them main event, uh, co-main, whatever, on pay-per-view. He's doing that before anybody else did that. It didn't have to be a certain name. Yeah, the first name was Ronda Rousey, but after that, every UFC card has a woman on every Every one. Either main event or co-main event. There's always one. And and you don't have to be undefeated for that to happen either. And you have some of the best fights. He make the best fights. So that's what is happening when we boxing. Like somebody needs to say, you know, put us on pay-per-view and see the numbers before they tell us that we can't do something. The, the last women's boxing pay-per-view numbers was Layla Ali versus Lucia Riker. No, Layla Ali versus Jackie Frazier. So that was the last pay-per-view fight for a woman, and that was 100,000 buys. And, I mean, look at it back then. Women's boxing just didn't, just, just didn't have the clout and didn't have the re- – didn't, didn't have the recognition that it has now. So if they have, if they have me against a really good fighter, like I, like I said, it's, it's plenty of them. Franchon Cruz, Hannah Gabriels, uh, Cecilia Brockes, Savannah Marshall, if she builds herself up some more. Those can be those can be a pay per view fights, and they'll be able to see like we'll do way better than a hundred thousand buys during this time because I know I have a lot of clout, and I'm continually like building my brand and building myself up, and I believe that I have fans worldwide, you know. So I think that that would be great, and people are always looking looking forward to seeing me fight. Now you put me in there with a girl who's you know highly competitive and who's also, as accomplished as I am, people will buy the pay-per-view. We just have to make sure that they make it pay-per-view fight so we can just show the world, like, look, this is what women's boxing can do. Women's boxing makes money. We can make money. We're about the dollar. We're about the business. And once we prove that, I believe that everything will kind of pick up speed and women can start getting paid more. And, you know, like I said, $1 million for a world title fight won't be such a shock for somebody to hear that a woman is made. They'll be like, oh, wow. She's fighting for a world title. She's making a million dollars. Earned. Respected, you know? And those women will presumably be grateful to the doors that you've opened ahead of them. Yeah, I, um, I would like to hope so. Brilliant. Well, I hope so too. I'm a big fan of women's boxing, so fingers crossed. Really appreciate your time. Um, I hope we see you back in the ring as soon as possible. Yeah, you know, as soon as this COVID-19 thing is over, but 
even with that, I think they're supposed to be calling me and giving me a, giving me a rescheduling within a week or within a week or so. And um, I think it would be a fight without without a crowd. But I haven't really heard much yet. But I, that's what I've heard so far. But who knows if it's true till they call me. Right. Well, maybe we'll see you in the UK sometime soon as well. Yeah, you know, I spent the week in the UK. I like I like going over there. So we'll definitely see some if some business opportunities come up. I'll be there for sure. All right. Well, I'll, next time I speak to Savannah Marshall and Peter Fury, I'll, I'll work on it. My man. Take care. Lovely to speak yep. to you.